Well, friends, I want to share a message with us on this Easter day. And I just kind of want to talk with you. Just, you know, we miss the simple things in life. Just being able to have a conversation, catch up with one another. And I've just really been thinking a lot about what on earth do we say about what, what our faith is about in the midst of all of these things going on in the world and, and all these feelings and emotions and thoughts that each of us are wrestling with on our own, in our own way. And so I, I, often, I often try to avoid some conversation. I, not that I never talk about it. But there are so many people in this world who feel so much shame already on themselves, who already feel so guilty, who already feel so heavy with whatever they've done wrong, with whatever they think they've fallen short on, that I'm, off, I'm usually trying to offer up, here's how God is lifting you up out of that. And we all already understand all of the messiness of our lives and all of the things that uh, we've fallen short on, and it's little things. Uh, earlier, I showed, we showed that, that video of the pastors uh, sharing the gospel story of John 20 uh, with the city. And going over that, I might think about all the little nitpicky things. Oh, well, maybe that transition should have been a little earlier or a little later. And you know, I wonder what this person thought about this little segment or that. And we can be so self-critical. We can be so you know, strong about critiquing ourselves. And so usually I don't spend as much time in the midst of that, but I do want to start in a little bit of that up front because there's a little something in us that is pulled towards uh, something that's not good. There's, that's, there's something in us that's pulled away from what is good. Uh, there's a little bit of a parasite mentality in the midst of our being. And it comes out in little small ways. And I think about in this moment, when you've heard stories of all the stuff in the news and what's happening, there's a little moment that you might get caught into that might reveal a little bit of the darkness in you, which is that you might hear on the news someone has tested positive for the coronavirus. And usually you feel sad about that, unless it's someone that you don't actually like at all. And then there's a little glimmer. Ha, they got what they deserved. And there's little, it's, sometimes it's comical moments. For Knicks fans, it was learning that their owner got positive test results for the coronavirus. And all the Knicks fans that really don't like Jim Dolan maybe for a moment, felt a little bit of pleasure. For other people, maybe in the UK with Boris Johnson, maybe if that's not your political party, maybe for a moment, you're like, ah, finally. And maybe here at home, that's Donald Trump or Joe Biden, whoever it is in your life that has that little glimmer of, I'm glad they got what's coming to them. And there's that little bit of that negativity, there's that little bit of sinfulness that's hiding that sometimes get, gets revealed. And so that's in us. And so I wanted to talk about the fact that Easter and Good Friday and the whole message of the Holy Week is that Jesus' mission on this earth was to heal us, to heal our spirits, to heal our, our whole selves, to heal our relationships, to heal our society, 
to bring everything and everyone closer to God. And we know that you know, God loved the world. He sent his son to save the world. And yet we often make this message about you know, judgment and punishment and that kind of thing. But, but Jesus' mission that we see throughout the Gospels is everyone he's coming into contact with, he's restoring them. He's renewing them. And sometimes that's physical and healing. Sometimes that's healing that's social of these people who are outcasts being brought back into society. But Jesus' mission and his message was always to heal us and to heal this world. And so Jesus went into this Holy Week with the same mission he always had and the same mission he will always have to heal us, to renew us, to transform us more into the image of God. And so I, I think about the fact that for sometimes for whatever reason, we kind of make it seem like Jesus' mission was to die. And that's kind of a small reading of the greater picture of Jesus' mission. Jesus' mission was to help all people live, which included going towards death and being brought back up to life. And so Jesus' mission wasn't to die, but his mission was that all might live even though we die, that we will ultimately live. And so Jesus' mission was to create life. And in the midst of that, there's a reaction. God's mission to heal the world is not always received well. Remember back to last week, we talked about Jesus clearing the temple trying to renew the temple and renew worship and saying, hey, this is supposed to be a place for everybody to pray is a message that some people will receive well and others will not. Because if you are in power and your structure uh, benefits you and you are privileged by it, sometimes healing feels like punishment. And it feels painful to lose that privilege that you had. But God sends his son to bring life and to heal all people. And yet, the world lashes out. And that little dark side of ourselves that stays hidden sometimes shows up. And it heavily shows up in the story of the passion of Christ. And so, while God sought to save and to heal the world, the world sought to harm and to hurt and to kill and destroy and to eliminate and so while all of us are into this story in which we all choose to reject God at points in our lives, where we all lash out and we all respond violently and we all fall short of what God intended us to be, God doesn't disappear. God remains in the midst of our lashing out, in the midst of our violence, in the midst of the pain. God can handle the painful violence that we inflict on those around us and even on our God. And so Jesus withstood the painful rejection of each of us, of the people in that story, and continued to live on a mission to heal all people. So I want to read a few verses from Luke chapter 23, verse 35 through 39. Luke tells us, and the people stood by watching. 
But the leader scoffed at him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself if he's the Messiah, if he's the chosen one. And the soldiers also mocked him. And they came up and they offered him sour wine and said, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. And there was also an inscription over him that said, This is the king of the Jews. And one of the criminals who was hanging there kept deriding him and saying, Are you not the Messiah? Save yourself and save us. And we might imagine in that moment, okay, Jesus, if your mission is to heal us all, well, why on earth are you on that cross? Why on earth are you in this pain and on the way towards death? Heal yourself. Save yourself. But Christ goes through the pain, through the violence, through our worst that we could throw at you. Through the shock of of the embarrassment, the shame of, of all that was around the crucifixion. And Jesus continued to heal and to save people. And from that cross, still offering up forgiveness, even to the bandit who would, who would ask for it. And so, Jesus is a little bit like, uh, and I always love when we say like, it's like Matthew and, and Luke when they tell these parables, the kingdom of heaven is like, Well, Jesus is a little bit like those doctors today who know that they are at risk going and working with people who are infected with a virus that could very likely take their life and who risk potentially contracting the virus themselves and they go and they work all day and and work to heal the people in in their midst and to save as many lives as possible and who choose to show up each and every day and put themselves at risk uh, to save people, to heal people. And even more so, Jesus continued to choose to heal and to save and to protect us, even when our own plague, our own virus, our own violence, our own wickedness lashes out with nails on a cross. And the good news of the story is in part that God is willing to withstand our violence, to continue to show that God loves you no matter what. Even on the midst of Good Friday, even in the midst of nails on a cross, somehow God loves us. On our best day and on our absolute worst day. And Christ loves you. And Christ doesn't his story doesn't end on that cross. And so they, they took his body and they, they put him in a tomb. And Easter, the, the story of, of Sunday morning, of the Lord's Day, of the women coming to the tomb and, and finding it empty. But the, the image that we see is Jesus in the Gospel of John showing back up to his friends and saying, you can see my scars You can see where I've been pierced. It's not that this pain never happened, but that God takes it and resurrects it. And whatever pain that you've caused, whatever pain that you've received, God can still heal that. God can still restore that and resurrect that and open up whatever stone is blocking you in that path from resurrection and invite you into a new day 
that first day of the week like a new creation in which Jesus is walking in the garden and Mary doesn't recognize him and thinks he's just the gardener. And that new world that starts with God's resurrection power is invited to all of us. And so God offers us life, offers us healing. And I love the image uh, in the Gospel of John of Jesus as the Lamb of God. And you think back to that Passover, uh, the original story that it's, that it's told from. You know, yes, the Lamb is killed, but the Lamb is meant as a meal and as a nourishment and as a sustaining force that gives life to those who eat it. And that Jesus in the Gospel opens up and offers that all might feed from Him. That His Word, His life, His teachings, His movement might go inside of us to go and provide the cure, to go and heal us from within so that we might all run out from the tombs like Lazarus, that the bandages can be unwound, and we might proclaim that God is King of all. And so no matter what fears you might have, no matter what pains you might have, no matter how how much pain that you, you feel like you've caused and, and you struggle with and you, you have a hard time moving on from, Jesus continues to offer His hands open wide that He understands your pain, but His mission is to heal it, to transform it, to renew it. And that's the invitation, to join in to that Easter story yourself. And so I want to invite you into prayer. And I want to invite you into thinking about this Easter day. Will I accept that God can love me? Will I accept that God can renew me? Will I accept that God wants to heal the world? Would you pray with me? God, in the midst of the heaviness and, and the weightiness of the enormity of, of the struggles that we face and also such a powerful, meaningful day in, in our faith life, uh, Lord, of, of Easter. Lord, we ask that you might help our faith, you might help our trusting, that we might not doubt, uh, but that we might see you at work, even in the scars, even in the pain in our world, and that we might trust that you love us, that you love the world that you want to restore and renew and transform us. And that transformation sometimes is painful, Lord, but we ask that we might experience a little glimpse, a little, little moment of what that resurrection power feels like. That you might give a little glimpse for everyone that, uh, that there is a way forward that even the darkest path, we can go through it with you. So Lord, whatever everyone that is, that is worshiping with us is going through, I ask that you would just renew them, lift them up, and let this be the start of a new day, a new era. Lord, it's in your name that we pray. Amen.